In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Tess Figuera. She is a soul-powered executive coach who addresses the conflicts many executives face between mind and heart, soul and the ego. As a former financial controller and director of finance, Tess guides executives, leaders, and change makers to shift from fear power to soul power so they can fulfill the unique mark in the world. Soul power is a revolution that helps leaders achieve financial freedom, abundance, master productivity and creativity, and gain true wealth and happiness in a way that feels good and right without compromise and inner conflict. And today we're speaking to Tess about the four pillars of wholeness. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, the beautiful, the charming, the lovely Tess Magera. Hi, Tess. Hi, good to be back. Thank you so much for coming back, Tess. We had such a fantastic conversation with you on Friday Feature that we had to have you back on Money Talkies. But once again, Tess, everyone's heard how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Well, I work with leaders and change makers, executive CEOs. And where I come in is reconciling, reconciling the parts of themselves that are conflicted. So the ego and the soul the mind and the heart, the feminine and the masculine, the light and the dark. So anywhere there is conflict, anywhere there's separation and disconnectedness within oneself, that's where I come in and help. Because with that self-conflict inside, it creates internal war. And then that is the root cause of us giving our power away. I really believe that when we are not integrated, when we are not coming from wholeness, when we are just, okay, I'm going to say what you do because I want to please you. But deep inside, I'm like, no, that's not what my intuition says. Mm. Not at all. Then we leak our energy and that lets in self-doubt, that lets in self-judgment, that lets in... Mm, this harmony in our relationships, in our relationship with money, in in everything that we do with life, it you know not all of it, but parts of it is creating that suffering inside, and that's because we gave our power away. Wonderful. And today we're talking about the four pillars to wholeness. What do you mean by four pillars to wholeness? What do you? What's your idea of that? Well, we kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, the last time we were together, right? With so many parts of us. Mm. But the, for me, there are four pillars. Uh, and and we also talk, said that, you know, strategy alone is not going to help. Mm. Mindset alone is not going to help. 
um, it's the totality of our beingness. It, it, it was, it's like uh, we're talking the same language and it's mm. so amazing that when, when, when I find people who actually get what I say, and it's the four pillars, we need to reconcile all four pillars, our physical, mm-hmm. our emotional, mm-hmm. our mental, and spiritual. If we are, you know, with the new age going on right now, it's okay. Deny your ego, kill the ego, like yeah, and 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 go that to spiritual. Work. Be positive, positive, positive. Mm. That doesn't work by itself alone. It's not going to work. Mm. Focusing our on our appearance, on our physicality, on even if you eat everything right, if your mind is standing on and filled with garbage. It's going to let cancer in. Agreed. 100%. 100%. And I've seen it plenty of times. And actually, I, I'm glad you said that uh, because I, there's a person that comes to mind. And I know why this happens. But the, from the outside perspective, people are, you know, they are amazed at why would someone like someone as young as this and nice as this would, you know, would get cancer. So I'm talking about someone in my family. And she, this woman is stunning. Like she's very beautiful. She's she's got a master's she's highly educated she she wears the hijab and fully practicing so she's a really good muslim um she doesn't work because her husband doesn't want her to work so she she's bringing up her kids um and really good kids as well so from the outside point of view, this is this like epitome of of the perfect ideal wife and she is and when you speak to her she's kindness spoken she's so kind and so generous and she's my age so very very young and yet she got cancer and people can work out like, oh, you know, why would such a, you know, why such a bad thing would happen to such a good person? And I looked at this individual and I could tell that she was a people pleaser. She did everything for everyone else. But, and so she ate right. She's very slim. She ate right. She um, did her prayers. So spiritually, she was supposedly okay. Everything else. But because she did everything for everyone else, her, her, her cup, her, her own self's cup was empty. And the more empty it became, the frustration, sadness, which she didn't show to the people, turned inwards and became cancerous. Right. And it, this is, I see this so happens so, not so often, but it's so common, especially with cancer patients. It's not just because of, um, you know, poor diet or poor health routine. It's your emotions which turn your normal cells into cancerous cells. And therefore, mm-hmm. I think you're this work that you are doing is so important because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much money you have doesn't matter kind of you know what kind of family like husband wife because it's, you know this lady had a really nice husband really nice kids really nice life yet she must have been so miserable inside that all her anger turned inwards and mm-hmm. she developed cancer at the age of you know early 40s yeah I know many people exactly like that in in you know one of my cousins very pure spirit and that but she was not free she was not free to be herself exactly same here same thing this lady Um, i i think if someone is highly intelligent and they are sitting at home bringing up kids unless it's a choice they make themselves it's 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 a hard choice Uh, let's just say that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so come Mm -hmm. back to this so tell us tess what are the four pillars and yeah, yeah, the four so, pillars are. Yeah, yeah. The, let's go, yeah, let's go through them individually. How do you how do you how do you bring wholeness to each of those four pillars? The physical, the emotional, the mental, and spiritual. So yeah. if you uh, like to sit 
and just just feel that feel feel into what it might feel like if all your four pillars are aligned and you're in the center and they're all talking to each other and harmonize just feel that feel the strength of your physical like call in stability feel the strength of your your emotional you're not living in the past you're not living in hurt you're not living in pain just just you're free to express who you are mm. and then your mental it's not eating up garbage you know you're not victimizing your own self mm. right this people pleasing it's self victimization it's self tyranny right it's it's your own domestic violence against yourself when the mind is in charge and it is unintegrated like totally separate from the rest of you it's like do this do this you should you should you should bring your mind back to center and in integrity with the rest so that they're functioning in flow and in harmony and then bring your spirit in all four pillars together and just feel that feel the possibility of that hmm. right it might be just a glimpse it might just be oh wow wow that really feels good especially if you've done a lot of inner work already when you just sit there in the alignment of the four pillars and feel the one pillar, one column of light, and feel your spine too activated, right? Feel the strength of that. And when you are not fighting inside of you, you know, come out to the world and vibrate from that place. Isn't that amazing? Just just feel the power of that. You might not be there yet, or you're you you probably say, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, Tess, but feel that and operate from that, from alignment, from integration, from wholeness. Mm. And how would, you know, if someone is out of alignment, as a, the example I just gave you of this cousin of mine, how would they bring that element of alignment in? So, you know, spiritually, they're praying, um, physically, they're supposedly they're eating healthy and they're doing everything well, uh, you know. And mentally, they are uh, they think they're okay, but emotionally, they're out of whack, they're right. out of balance. How would and that's I think this is what happened with you when you were when you had a burnout. How do you bring yourself into alignment? How do you first recognize it? Because I know the fact that, that you you know you um, you ended up getting into depression. How do you recognize the fact that it's your emotions which are out of balance and out of alignment? And how do you bring them back into alignment? I really believe that um, everything that is happening is happening to bring us home, yes. back to wholeness, Agreed. back to align, alignment. So with your example, with the person who's in cancer and with me, burnout, depression, right? Like, I can't afford it. I can't afford to be sick right now. I'm at the height of my career. I have two dependent children. I have a young husband, you know, it's like there were so many things. I, I can't be in this, you know, I couldn't recognize myself in a mirror. But, but the same thing with the cancer, it's like pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, pushing you to the corner until you say, okay, enough, I'm going to do something about this. Mm. I call it the cosmic bat right the cosmic two by four you mm -hmm. keep getting hit in the head hit in the head hit in the head until you say okay that's enough already mm -hmm. that's enough you know you can't beat me up like this any longer like, you know i that's not what i signed up for that's not what i came to earth for so until you have that declaration that you're gonna take your life back 
well, life is just going to play with you. And, you know, <laughs> and hopefully not as bad as I felt, but because it was excruciatingly painful to go through, through life thinking, well, what's wrong with my life? It was all internal. It was all invisible. People looking at me like I'm some crazy person. It was all, I couldn't explain it because I didn't know what was going on with me. Hmm. But, you know, but things are going to happen when you yourself are betraying yourself mm. so the universe is going to look like it's going to betray you and and not supporting you because that's exactly what you're doing to yourself mm. and so when you say enough i'm going to take my power back that is the point for especially for people who are really deep down in not knowing who they are anymore they've lost their identity and their identity is tied to the significance of helping other people the significance of self-sacrificing yeah oh I think you just hit the nail on the head and I and as you're talking about this I I went back to who I was um seven years ago I had ingrained the identity of self-sacrifice you know I am now a mother and my needs come last I need to sacrifice everything I have, including my pleasure, my my sanity, my my desires, my goals, my aspirations, just because I'm a mother or put them on hold. And I still haven't fully come out of that. I still have my kids are my number one priority. But then my they're my priority because I get the most joy from them now, not because I feel the need to sacrifice. There's a big distinction there. But I remember this time, um, you know, this is when I was still married to Irfan. That man put me through hell and back. And, and it started gradually and it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And, you know, he had me believing uh, in the worst kind of abuse possible, which now I think, oh, my God, you know, wake up and smell the coffee. At that time, you don't even recognize that you are so engrossed in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking... And I remember thinking, by the way, so, you know, we didn't have a marital relationship because he, 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 he said that he pretended he, he was impotent. So he said he'd got rectal dysfunction, um, which he didn't, by the way, he was sleeping around outside. So it was, uh, um, that was the thing. And so he, he was cheating on me throughout the, throughout from the beginning of her marriage. So I was, after my son was conceived, I was we pretty much celibate all my life. And I had thought that I had to, keep that side of me away, not even think about it in case I, in case I, I, can you believe I had a fear that I was going to cheat on him? I honestly thought, you know, I better not think that way because in case, God forbid, God forbid, I ever have these immoral thoughts about some other guy, right? So I pushed that side of me and I thought, okay, at least I can bring up my kids and at least we can have a, you know, I can be a good mother and he can be a good dad to my child, to our children. And this idea that I had any value, I had any desires, I had any thoughts and I had any anything at all was pushed back. And as you say this, it was exactly that. My identity was now engrossed and completely enveloped by this need to self-sacrifice. So yes, you're right. I was eating well because I've always been pretty healthy. I was exercising, I was eating right and I was praying. So spiritually, I was fine emotionally I was a complete nut job I you know I was um, snapping I was crying I had the lowest self-esteem no self-confidence anything you can think of was it I'm surprised I didn't get cancer myself but it's surprising but you're when you're in that in those trenches Tess 
you don't recognize it. So now I can look at that woman seven years ago and say, oh my, it's eight years ago, nine years ago now. I mean, we've, we were separated for six years, but if I look at her seven years ago, which we were right in the, the peak of the, the worst part of the marriage, because remember abusive men, they people, men and women like both ways, but abusive people get progressively worse. It doesn't stay same. It gets worse and worse and worse. I, if I look at her, she would talk to me and say, go, you saw in your head, I'm okay. It's my fault. He's not being mean. I, it's me. I'm wrong. I, I, I'm wrong. I, I keep making you angry. I, I keep doing it. I'm to this and I'm to that. How do you explain something to that person? Because I remember someone came, you came to talk to me, then I'll be taking tests. No, no, no. He's absolutely fine. I'm no. wrong. How, yeah. how, how do you? How and, do and, you? And, <laughs> you really cannot talk to people who have already convinced themselves. And this is the beauty of cosmic two by four. Mm. This is the beauty of divine intervention. This is the beauty of your higher self looking after you. Because mm. no matter how you've, like I said, I was going to die an accountant. Uh-uh. Part of me, a larger part of me said no. Mm. So things will come up and they will come up. And I hope when they come up, you don't resist it. You don't kick and scream and drag yourself ah, like I did. Um, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think we all, I think we all do. <laughs> I think we all do. We make the journey more um, difficult. Difficult. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, and and when we can shift it that oh my god this is fun and and oh my god this is fun oh my god this is fun then the journey back to you back to wholeness mm-hmm. is, can, can really be fun. So I, I want you to your listeners to hear this that it can be fun if you just think of all the prayers that you've said you actually prayed for freedom you actually prayed for happiness you actually prayed for fulfillment so mm. if things come up oh my god this is the answer even though it looks like oh my god this is hell <laughs> well i i'm so glad you said that because i think this is you hit the nail on the head again that woman would never ever leave Irfan. she would never leave she would die in that marriage and had the next part the next part of the life didn't show up the way it did had I not caught him cheating and by the way I never thought I would forgive my I would never I thought I could never forget cheater I, I you know I would say once a cheater always a cheater so I would never forgive a cheater I even forgave him for cheating on me because I actually believed his life because you know because he said to me I'm not doing anything I'm just chatting sex chatting I mean like you know I can't do anything anyway you know I'm, I'm, I'm whatever and I believe those lies again by the way <laughs> right um, stupidity galore of mine what can I say I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. The universe said, oh. This woman is just not listening. What's wrong with you? I'm giving you all these images. I've shown everything. You. Why do you not look? Why do you not see? Why do you? Why, what, what's wrong with you? And sometimes we don't. So the universe actually picks you up and says, "Okay, look." And I promise you, that's exactly what happens. What you're talking talk is talking to my heart because 
even so I found out about his affair um, in the uh, end of end of March of 2016. He he we separated to work on a marriage. Again, I thought there's something wrong with me that I'm not being respectful enough or kind enough or nice enough to him. So he has to seek validation from outside. You're the one with the anger issues, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not with the anger issues. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so I gave him space and let him move out and be working on our marriage. And then I remember begging, begging him to come in, in the month of June, begging him, come back, come back. He was like, no, I need time to work on myself. I need time to build my business. I need time to this. All the time he was living with the girl now. And uh, and me begging him to come back home. Let's move back home. Let's do this. Let's, or, or, or let me move. I'll move to where you want to work. Or, you know, I'd leave London. I'll come, whatever. And the universe is watching all this, by the way, thinking, cool, are you never going to learn? Are you never going to learn? <laughs> so come August, 31st of August, I remember, I remember the day. So I woke up on 31st of August and I was given this divine inspiration to go to where he's staying. Um, I had the address because I never I never checked up on him. He didn't think I, in a million years that I would, I would just randomly pop up to his, his house. So um, I arrived at his house, you know, I caught him dead in the act with a girl. <laughs> so... That's my courting red-handed. So I had to witness that. And then he said to me, it's so hilarious. He said to me, oh, uh, by the way, you know, I've married her. Don't, I have not, because he thinks I'm, I'm very practicing Muslim. He, think, he thought it would be okay for me to know that he's married her. And therefore he's not done anything wrong. It's all Islamic. It's all halal. <laughs> and then he wants to keep me too. I mean, all of these things, the universe had to make me hear. It had to make me see and hear in order for me to pull out of that. And I tell you, Tess, had I not witnessed that incident on 31st of August, doesn't matter what I saw before, had I not seen that, I would still be in that marriage. And I I kid you not, by now I would have had cancer or would have been dead by now. I, I, I kid you not. That man is so, he's a narcissistic, so, so such an abuser. And you're right. The universe said, no, you're not meant to be here. So it caused me a lot of pain in that short period of time. But it's because of that, I was able to come out and now look at me and it's, I'm a different person, but that woman Tess, she would have died in that marriage. She would not left him. I had my cousin tell me that two years prior to this, you need to leave him. You need to leave him. You need to leave him. And I was like, no, it's my fault. It's my fault. He's right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is what we do with ourselves, isn't it? I mean, I'm just giving an ex- extreme example of a, of a highly... Uh, exactly. Uh, and that, uh, that exactly happened to me too. But thankfully, it was it was a short-lived marriage. I think mm-hmm. I shared with you in the first uh, conversation that we had that I was married, you know, in church. And that mm-hmm. was a valid marriage. And I didn't want to annul it, mm-hmm. but even though it was only three short years. But what happened was, you know, it, it had the makings of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. had the makings of that. But in my culture, my religion, you don't eat hot rice only to spit it out. You have to endure the marriage. You have to work it out. And I was working it out, but I was seeing red flags all over the place Mm. until he hit my two-year-old and I just gave birth to our second one. And we just moved from from Canada to the U.S. Mm. And I just gave birth. And with all the stress of, of the new baby, I don't know what he was so stressed about. We, we were, I knew of, I knew of his, you know, I, I was walking on eggshells before the second baby already. Mm-hmm. So there were so the, many red the, flags. The, the, the signs are always there in hindsight. The hind, yeah, yeah. You just don't see them, but they're, they're always there. But he slapped my two-year-old 
mm. across the face with no provocation. He turned off the TV. The baby cried, slapped her. See, the baby is uncontrollable. See, the baby spoiled. I'm like, you turned off the TV. The baby was watching the movie just fine on her own. So on my 30th birthday, I said, no more, no mm. more. I, I, I want to go back to Canada. But guess what? Two days later, he tried to kidnap both of my children and take them to Hong Kong. Divine intervention. Somebody, something woke me up at 5 a.m. And he was carrying the baby out of the bassinet, out of the room, down two flights of stairs to the van. And he was putting the baby inside the onesie. I didn't have my glasses on. I had my nightie on. I ran after him. You know, something woke me up. And I have always believed in angels, even mm. strongly after that. And, you know, there was some altercation. And he went, you know, I was able to keep both, you know, just, just long story short, I was able to keep both my girls. But then I couldn't go back to Canada because then I will be the one charged with parental kidnapping. Yes. Isn't so, it? Was, yeah. so I was a single mom that point forward. And living in the U.S. Living in the U.S. without a job because I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Without job, without family, without friends. And I was able to start. So for this is why I'm such a big faithful believer in quantum. Now I know it's a quantum field. Now mm. I know it's, it's cosmic creation. Yeah. But back then, I'm like, all I have is prayer. And I couldn't, I didn't. I couldn't afford to feel sorry for myself. Mm. I couldn't. I have two children who didn't have anywhere to sleep if I didn't get my act together. Wow. And so. that, and that's, isn't it wonderful how the universe puts your, you know, sometimes you feel like it, the universe has got between a rock and a hard place, but it's not. It's giving you the, it's giving you the motivation to find the courage within you that you otherwise would not. Uh, I think because, I know this from, from my mother. My father had broken her character and, uh, I mean, not her character, her confidence. He had completely broken my mother's confidence. So she did, she believed she was stupid. She believed she was ugly. She believed she was fat and all of that stuff. Exact same thing, which obviously my, um, you know, my ex, Irfan, tried to do for me that I was fat, ugly and stupid and so forth. And, um, but I, unlike my mother, I chose to think, okay, I know I'm not stupid. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm a lawyer qualified in three jurisdictions. I know I'm capable. I became a multimillionaire at the age of 27. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe, not believe this anymore. And I'm going to choose to see what else that. But, and the motivating factor was my kids, exactly the one you have. And sometimes, actually a lot of the times, I think as we as women, we do more for our kids than we would ever do for ourselves. And this is, um, you know, the turning point in our lives because we think, uh-uh. Uh-uh, not, no, 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 we don't do this. This is not happening. I am not tolerating this. My daughter or my son will not put up with this. And that's what pushes you forward. And sometimes the universe uses that as a motivation because you know, otherwise you're going to be stuck in that rot and rot in that place forever. Yeah. And because your children are young at this point, you know, uh, there will come a time where you're going to have to choose yourself first and exactly in that tone of voice that you just said uh-uh uh-uh no i am my baby 
Hmm. <laughs> I am my own protector. I am my own certainty. You know, I am my own savior. I am my own joy and happiness and all that. So, you know, we, we don't need that external. But right now, of course, your kids are very young. But hmm. <laughs> what happened to me? My kids grew up and I felt that that was the, the point for me. The, the kids were so engrossed in their own life. I lost that sense of purpose as a mother. I mm. see. I'm glad you said that because that that's a fear that comes to you know bite me on the backside a couple of times. That you know, I'm my own life revolves around these two young people. One's 15, one's 11 now. But in about three years' time, one's going off to university, and um, the other one will go off to probably boarding school in about two years' time. So when they're off to uni and boarding school, what do I have? Right. Hey, so right. It's like, so that's, that's a, it's, it's a thought which haunts me. I have to say, um, I keep saying to myself, no, no, it's okay. It means I can travel more. It means I can go and do focus on doing retreats more. I can go and, you know, do more, um, talks abroad and stuff, but that's a way to fool myself. But there's a fear that comes to my mind. Like, what will I do when my kids are grown up? Yeah, I came to that cross point um, as a graduation gift to my youngest who graduated uh, high school. I thought, oh, my God, this is my graduation, too. Oh, my God, this is my graduation, too. Like I, I contained myself in Minneapolis for for all those years that I was a single mom from 1996 to their graduation, which was uh, two my youngest graduation in 2015. Mm -hmm. So, okay, this is my graduation now too. So I let them, I I never thought that I would go to Europe. That was not one of my Mm -hmm. uh, dreams or anything. I'm I'm just happy, you know, day in, day out, just, just put food on the table, make sure they're okay and that. But that's what she wanted, a trip to, you know, two months in Europe. I'm like, okay, let's do this, right? You know what happened? My daughter, my my eldest daughter couldn't join me until after the first month. Oh, she wanted to go. Uh, my daughter, my second daughter wanted to go to London. So, so it was a, a send off. And uh, but there was something about her visa that she had to go home to to take care of. So I was not with my firstborn. I was not with my secondborn. I had two weeks left to my own devices and my god i'm like what am i gonna do now i didn't know what to do with my life like do i even like this egg i always my memory started going and i would my children were my memory do i even like this egg did i like it before because i'm used to eating their leftovers oh wow (laughs) i'm used to eating their or whatever it is that they want to order I'll have a bite of it and and whatever. Mom, you should order your own thing. No, I, I kind of enjoy, you know, harassing them and having a bite of their ice cream here and there. So two weeks, I didn't know what to do with myself. And so there was that feeling sorry for myself. Like, I wish there was someone I, I, I could share this with but here I felt so abandoned by my own universe, like no other. And then boom, girl, book a trip to Greece (laughs) and it was like every moment was tears and joy tears and joy (laughs) 
oh my God, look how beautiful this is. <laughs> but I'm so, oh my God, look how beautiful this is. It's like the universe kept pushing and pushing things in front of me that, oh my God, how majestic, how magnificent this world is. And, and don't just look here. Look, expand your thinking. Oh, look. So it, it, it keeps breaking my pattern of thinking that I am unsupported, that I'm unloved, that I've got nothing else to give. Kept breaking me, breaking me. This time in a good way, you know, this time yeah. in 2015 in a good way, because my dark night of the soul was 2012. Mm. But in and, and 2012, when I started feeling better, I thought, oh, thank God I can breathe now. No, there's more, there's more. The, the more you keep going back to your pattern of self-sacrificing, boom, get hit in the head. Okay, 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 I get it. I get it now. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad. It, you it's said a slippery, this. slippery slope. I'm so glad you said this because, because this is, you know, I always say this that I, I'm fully focused on my business and I, I do have multiple businesses that I focus on, but they don't give me the kind of jo- joy my children do, and I, I'm always fearful of the day when they are engrossed in their own lives, and then what do I have? Because I'm no, I don't, I no longer have to sacrifice my time and energy. Um, you know, for them, even though I like to complain about that at the moment, like, oh, all my time and energy goes on this, you know, you guys don't appreciate me. But that's part, a major part of my identity. My life revolves around these two tiny, well, not so tiny anymore creatures. And yes, I think, I think, I think you're absolutely right. We have to find a way to align with ourselves, which brings wholeness to us away from this self-sacrificing identity that we've made for ourselves and mm-hmm. i think the, the the longer we hold on to this identity the longer um, the harder it gets to detach from it and can come into alignment but without that alignment we will never live fully because then we, our happiness is always going to be dependent on someone else and just talking to you has made me realize that i can so i can still see that me being me because i'm going on holiday next week with my uh, both my kids and we're going to uh, an amazing place. Uh, you know, it's it's a luxury holiday place. People go there for romantic holidays. I'm going with my two kids. But that, that's what I do. I, I was <laughs> it's always me and my kids. And when then they're not able to come with me, who will come on the holidays with me? What would I do? It's that kind of thing that you, I need to stop thinking like that and think, okay, I need to have a life outside of my kids I need to be in alignment with my whole self not just business not just social life related to business or kids social life but a life which is independent of my business independent of my children so that I I am fully whole and when I'm fully whole I will be more present in my business doesn't exactly yes 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 everything is flow your business flows, everything. It's not coming from struggle or fear anymore. Mm. Uh, isn't that isn't that a thing? I always say everything is connected to everything else. We don't think mm-hmm. that your, you know, this aspect of, of your identity, because I think a lot of the time, this is um, you know, the females sacrificing their time and energy for their children is seen as the pious thing to do for women. And those women who do not want to have children or do not sacrifice them, their time for the children are demonized somehow. Like, no, they can't be proper women. If a woman doesn't want children or she has children and she prioritizes herself rather than children, then she's not a good woman. She's not a good mother, which is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But um, I think 
we've grown up, we've been programmed to see ourselves as the self-sacrificing um, beings. And without it, we have no value. Whereas we need to find a value independent of uh, being a mother or a wife or a husband, yes. actually, for that matter, because we have people, you know, who are, um, who are also, also believe that they need to sacrifice the, everything about themselves to provide for the wife and the children. You know, it works mm-hmm. both ways. We need to find wholeness uh, in ourselves first before we can actually provide value to those around us. This is the, this is the gist of the conversation that I got from you today. What does that, how does that sound? Exactly. It's, it's returning back to wholeness because from that place of wholeness, our energy is sustainable. Mm. You know, we, we don't burn out. And if we even at the slightest feel any incongruence with our wholeness, mm. any separation, we feel it right away and we can transform it right away. We can align right away. Because you're coming from awareness now. You're coming from a self-realization. Realization that you have value, that you have worth, you have more, and that you have infinite possibilities and potentialities inside of you that's waiting to come out Mm -hmm. but if we are stuck in the identity of i am just a mother i am just a lawyer i'm just an accountant i am gonna die an accountant that was my languaging before Mm -hmm. we are actually doing ourselves a disservice and not opening up to the more that we came here to do but the soul says our soul says no honey there's so much more to you than meets the eye. There's so much more to you than you have even given yourself permission to be. So you you have there's so much more to you that uh, you know that that will glorify God, glorify Allah, glorify the magnificence of all that is of the source energy itself, and it's waiting to make manifest through you, as you, and inside of you. Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, Tess. Now, Tess, on that note, we're going to wrap up. Tess, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Yes, um, I'm not big on social media. So just email me at Tess at TessFregera.com. Tess at TessFregera.com. And also go to my website, soulpoweredleaders.com, soulpoweredleaders.com, because we need more people who are no longer willing to sacrifice themselves, who are willing to see their whole self shine. We need more people like that to create the kind of world that we actually came here to do. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, we will have the links for Tess in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section we'll have the links and the email address for test to email her or check out her website she is phenomenal lady and i've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with her so i'm sure you will have an amazing time if you connect with her too well then Tess, thank you so much for giving us your time and your wisdom it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today yeah pleasure is also mine too and thank you for listening to me and Tess today on Money Talkies. I will be back on another um, episode of Money Talkies, talking to another amazing individual and finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, 
www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.